0: You're listening to the Father's House Podcast. We're in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. house family. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, amen? Awesome. Let me pull up my notes here. Also, hey, really quickly, if you guys have that QR code, check, check, check one. If you want to scan that real quick, you can get to my notes, unless you're a little more old school and you have like a journal and a pencil. How many of you have like something to write with and a pen? Come on, somebody. You are better than everyone else. That's what you wanted to hear, wasn't it? That's how, I know that's what you felt in your heart, and you know. And so we just wanted to go ahead and validate you. Just kidding. Um, uh, but if you don't have a journal, I mean, listen, I'm, I, how many of you have terrible handwriting like me, if you'd be honest? Let me just tell you something, even if I do journal, I will not be able to read it later, so it doesn't really matter at all, actually. Um, even just at the bank the other day, like my teller was like, what, what is this? it was just my name you know (laughs) i was like uh, that's my name I i thought i had that one down apparently not but anyways um you can get my notes on here um also yes if you don't have a bible get a bible Amen. I just know a lot of you have phones as well, too, and I know it's a a good thing Aubrey, last time I did this, he he really enjoyed that he just had all the notes and everything just digitally he could share with people so you can go back and watch or go back and look. So I can't promise you I will do this every time, but I will try my best, all right? Um, So um, good morning. So, so good to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, so, so good to be in God's presence. So good to see so many people just coming down front to worship the Lord. And just by the way, there's no pressure to do that. Uh, there's no pressure to come down here. Um, I mean, we're just going to ask you to. <laughs> if you want to. Uh, one thing I, I love just about being down front is just, you know, a lot of times when you're sitting towards the back, it's just easy to focus on everybody in front of you. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, sorry, I'm just looking at this. I'm trying to get this microphone figured out. Check, check, check. (laughs) Little echoey. All right, so sign up for the journey. We already said that. I know our our Christmas announcements are a little confusing. Um, Long story short, there's just no Sunday morning service on the 24th. Everything else is extra services. We still have services every Sunday morning. Even on the New Year's Eve, there still is a Sunday morning service as well. We're also just doing a prayer night on New Year's Eve night. Some of you are wondering like, why aren't we doing service on Christmas Eve? To be honest, we we thought about it back and forth. Me and Maddie personally have something that we do on Christmas Eve with family. Um, So yeah, we just decided just to take a Sabbath. Somebody say Sabbath. Sabbath. Sabbath means rest and just give all of our volunteers a day of rest and just, And just to be honest, as a pastor, I think it's just a lot of pastors, including myself, sometimes you just struggle with missing a service um, because you're scared people won't tithe. (laughs) We gotta keep the doors open. (laughs) It's like, Pastor, there is a blizzard outside. It's it's an ice storm. (laughs) Um, We want people to be safe. So we're gonna take a Sabbath next week, or excuse me, on the 24th, and just be with our families enjoy the Lord and come back that following week. Um, Next week, I also wanted to make an announcement. Um, I'm really believing, um, we don't usually talk about who's preaching uh, next week, but I have asked Aubrey Nairing to share next week. Uh, Aubrey is in Brazil right now with Randy Clark's ministry. He's been on a a two week almost ministry trip uh, in Brazil and they've been seeing just the the kingdom of God just be manifest. And what I mean by that is healings, miracles, signs, wonders, salvations, deliverance. They've just been seeing an incredible amount of physical healings. And I texted Aubrey this this morning, I hope he's okay with it, but even if he's not, we're gonna do it anyways. Um, He hasn't responded. Um, I'm just really, (laughs) maybe he has, I haven't looked at my phone. But we're just gonna believe, I just felt in my spirit, how many of you know we, we believe Jesus is the healer? And we believe he can heal, not just at Sunday morning services, and not just at altars with prayer teams, but he can heal you anywhere, at any time, with any of you in your prayers, amen? Uh, he, children can pray prayers of healing, older people can pray prayers of healing, um, but I'm just believing in my heart that, that Aubrey's just gonna bring something special uh, this next week, and God, I just believe he wants to, to manifest physical healing next Sunday, and it's not just a next Sunday thing, it's just something I really felt. We're gonna go after it every Sunday, amen? Um, But next Sunday, I mean, if you have people who need a actual miracle in their body physically, I'm just believing for stuff to break next week. So can we just raise our expectation right now in the room for faith, for just people with cancer, people with just stuff, they need a miracle, amen? Uh, That they would break, come on, Norman. And the people that just need a miracle, I'm just believing that God's gonna just do something awesome in our midst, amen? Amen, will y'all believe with me? That was pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> we just say doubt, go in Jesus' name. So, at the Father's House, our vision is a healthy home for the city. We want to see you saved, healed, and delivered. And what we simply mean by that is that not Jesus didn't just come to save you from your sin, to change your destination when you die, that he also came to have you fully alive on this side of heaven that he wanted to break all the bondages and strongholds off of your life now so you can live fully alive and be hope to the world around us, amen? Amen, amen. amen. So, man, I'm, I'm, sup- I'm glad we have such a good crowd here today. There's so much sickness going on. <laughs> uh, how many of you know it's sick season? So don't freak out. This is normal, this happens every year. Um, but if you, do, if you are super, super sick with the COVID or something, stay away from me. How I many of you know Jesus can pray? We can release a word to be healed from a distance as well, amen? <laughs> oh, goodness. Nathan actually wanted to remind me yesterday that it was me who gave COVID to everyone a couple of months ago. That's what good youth pastors like to encourage you. Um, awesome. So I just wanted to share, if you're, if you're kind of new here as well, uh, you've maybe started to realize that we like to worship. Um, we like our, our praise and worship time. I've been to a lot of services, and I'm not, this isn't a judgment, it is what it is. it is. The whole service is an hour and five minutes long. And the worship time is 19 minutes. And I just believe um, that the whole point of us gathering is not to make it as comfortable for the people in the room, just so we can draw more people. Um, I believe the whole point of us gathering is to lift up his name and worship him and make room for him in the room, amen? And learn, actually, if it's awkward for us, that's good. That means God wants to draw you into a deeper intimate relationship with him, amen? Amen, so we worship a little long and I love it. It's really good. So before we get into today's message, let's pray in tongues. I'm just kidding, I mean, if you really want to, you can. We do believe in that, by the way, if you are new here, because we believe in the Bible, it turns out, amen? Come on. Uh, so, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are a good Father, Lord, and I thank you that you're not uh, only a Father, but you are also Lord and you are also a King. So Father, we just, we just welcome your, your fatherhood and your Lordship and your kingship into this room, Lord, that you would come and rule and reign in this room, in our hearts, God, that you would give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to receive everything that you have for us today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's touch your hands in front of you. (laughs) Let's just say this together. To Jesus. Today, I receive everything you have for me and anything that's not from you I don't receive it, it. Amen, Amen. Amen. I love it, Pastor Faith. A couple weeks ago, how many of you know if it's in the Bible, it's all it's for you, (laughs) Amen. So, let's see here. So the last few weeks, uh, man, I've had a crazy, I've had a crazy run for like a month and a half. Been sick. Oh, it's been wild. Then my kids got sick. Then like one kid got sick per week, and then the next one got sick, and then Maddie got sick. I'm gonna tell you right now, as a husband, when your wife is sick and there's little kids around, you really start to appreciate your wife a whole lot more than you have. <laughs> it's like, man, you do this every day. <laughs> Let's just be honest. And so I was praying and asking the Lord um, just stuff he's been speaking to my heart, and I believe it. what he wants to say to us as we close out this year and as we enter into the next year, uh, I felt the Lord simply say that he wants us to enter into 2024 with intentionality. And he wants us to end 2023 um, by making things right. All right? And also forgetting the negative things that have happened in this past year and leaving them in this past year and holding on to a hopeful expectation for next year. Amen? Amen. So that's the goal of today. Um, so, how many of you know we live in what they call like an information age? You have, have Google. I mean, you can literally learn like anything. Besides the truth, sometimes, on the internet. <laughs> but you can literally Google anything. You can Google how to whatever. I mean, you can, you can do DIY like literally like anything in the world right now on YouTube. How many of you are those people? You just DIY like everything online yourself, right? How many of you know we have uh, have the unlimited access to like the Bible? The Bible is more uh, available now than it has ever been for all of centuries. How many of you, like it's become so available, my concern is that we've, we've become so familiar with the availability of the Bible that we don't really hold it and revere it and keep it precious to us. And so we have this age where now, we have so much information. Like if you wanna get healthy, if you wanna start a new diet, if you wanna get strong, I mean you can follow so many influencers online. You can learn everything you need to learn about how to get better at life. You can learn everything. You can come to church on Sunday mornings and hear messages and you hear something like, man, that really speaks to me. I know I need to apply that to my life. I really need to change this part of my life. Or you'll you'll get on podcasts. I mean, we have access to the best speakers, the best uh, revelators, the best revelators, revivalists in the whole world is at your fingertips every day. But how many of you know it's not access to the information and revelation that we need. It's that application that's the thing that's keeping us from growth. It's it's almost become too available for you to get everything that you need. It's almost, it's like too easy for you to get to have every translation of the Bible on your phone and we still don't read the Word of God. You know what I mean? I remember watching these videos of the have you ever seen that video of the Chinese church and they were getting unloaded um, suitcases of the Bibles and they're just like like just like and they're like freaking out like it was food and they were starving and so what I want to say is that, is God I believe what he 's saying to us is that he wants to move us um, from not just being hearers of the word but becoming doers of the word that we don't um, Let's just look at this, James 1, 22. Look at this scripture with me. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Look at this next part, deceiving yourself. How many of you know that you, you can be deceived by thinking that you've received something through here, but it's never actually made it in here and made it through here? And then you're deceived thinking and you know you're deceived when you, people will tell you something that you need to work on or you need to change or something god's trying to and you're saying i already i know i know i know i already know that it's like yeah you've heard it you still haven't done it yet amen and there's not there's no shame and condemnation in my voice. This is for all of us. We all have stuff that God is saying that we've heard from a pulpit, that we've heard from the Bible, that we've heard from a podcast, that we've heard from the Lord in a freedom conference, that we've heard from the Lord at the altar. And he's still waiting on this application for us to do something about it. But he says, But be doers of the word. Look at your neighbor and say, be a doer. I love the rest of that verse. It says, Do what it says. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is when uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and they're at the wedding feast of Cana, and they're doing the miracle, or Jesus is about to perform the miracle with the water into wine, and she says one of the most profound things in all of scripture, she looks at the servants, and she says, do whatever he says. If we can just get a hold of that simplicity of our life with Jesus, that we would just simply be like Mary and just say, do whatever he says, <laughs> period. How many of you know that whatever he says is for your good and for your best? Come on. You, I believe you know that deep down in your heart. Here's the beautiful thing. What he's asking of us is what's best for us. He's not asking for to give you a hard thing and to give you a less than thing to take something good away from you and to give you something not as good. He has something better. So maybe, I mean, does this make sense? But he says, be doers of the word. I felt the Lord say, let's be doers of the word. Um, We don't want to create a a prophetic culture where people can hear God, but we don't obey God. Man, I know what he's saying. I know what he's putting his finger on. I know what he's wanting me to shift. There's no obedience. I'm reminded of, um, what was it, Jim Baker. How many of you remember Jim Baker? Some of y'all still buying his end time supplies buckets. You know who you are. <laughs> I'm not even mad at you, to be honest. Might need one. <laughs> who knows? But I love uh, John Bevere talked about how he went and talked to Jim Baker while he was in prison. Jim Baker was a, a TV evangelist, I'm not really sure, but I know he got into a lot of trouble uh, with the law. I think it had to do with money. Um, with taxes and different things, and I remember John, uh, John Bevere was talking about going to him in prison, and he asked Jim Baker, and he said, hey, when did you stop loving God, that you would do some of these these things? And then Jim talked to John Bevere, and he said, I never stopped loving God. I didn't fear him. We got to move um, we we got to we got to understand not just the, the the love of God but also there's a reverence and fear of His lordship as well. Amen. That we want to be a place where um, we hear what He says, we receive what He says, and we do what He says. Amen. And this, this is for all of us. You know, God is, God's been talking to me about my marriage. He's been talking to me about my parenting, and He's uh, how do you know God is always trying to talk to you. And one of the biggest things that keeps you from hearing what God is trying to speak to you about is distraction. And it usually looks like this. And this isn't just for young people. Now, I know some of the older people too, y'all on Facebook, y'all be liking my stuff super fast. (laughs) I'm like, man, that was posted for 20 seconds. And and man, some of these grandmas, y'all are are on there. (laughs) You laugh because you know it's true. But God's one to shut out distractions. So we can hear Him clearly, and not just hear him clearly, but we obey Him. You know My life didn't change because I, I just uh, found a, a good church and I found a revelation. My life changed because I started to obey Him. I surrendered my life to him. I laid my life down like he laid his life down for me. I surrendered everything and laid it on the line for him. That's why my life drastically changed. If you're wondering why you're not seeing a drastic amount of change in your life, it's probably because of the level of surrender in your life. The surrender has to go deeper for your transformation to broaden, it has to. And God, man, God is just, I, and y'all hear me tell you this a lot because this is just how I grew up. I never, I stopped going to church for many, many years, unless I lived at Diamond's house for a little bit and he made me go to church. If you're going to live here. Or you're going to stay at my house. You got to go to church. I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. <laughs> but the reason why I, I stalled from going and surrendering my life to Jesus because I knew what he wanted of me. My mom raised me a- enough to know that he wanted my life. Yeah. He didn't just want my Sunday mornings, he wanted all of me. He wanted to be the Lord of my life. So maybe God has spoke to you about your marriage this past year. He spoke to you about your personal devotion time, your time in the Bible. You feel God drawing you and inviting you into more. He's saying, hey, would you put the phone down? Would you pick up the book? Would you turn the worship music on? Will you turn off the garbage music that you're listening to that you think doesn't affect you? You're wrong. And you're being too harsh with your kids. You need to grow up in him and stop being just so prideful and ask somebody for help. If you're struggling with parenting, you need to ask for help. Let's, let's Come on, man. The Bible says when we are weak and we are strong in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. We got we to move to a place in the church where we stop being so ashamed of the things that we're weak with and start saying, man, God, here's my weakness. I need your strength and looking for help, man. It's just so ironic that the place where we can actually find help and mercy seems to be the place we're so scared to actually be vulnerable. Amen. Not in this house. This is, a, this is a place of freedom. This is a safe place. This is a place of mercy and grace and compassion, but also a place of let's be doers now. Amen, let's make some changes. Look at your neighbors, they make some changes. Amen, God's been maybe speaking to you about your finances. I don't know, whatever he's been saying, he's been speaking to everyone differently in this room. But whatever you've maybe put on the shelf as far as what he's asking of you, it's time to take those things off the shelf and obey what he said. We gotta stop looking for the next word, or the next sermon, and the next prophetic moment when God has already spoke to you about things he wants you to change. We're all, you know what I mean? He's still saying, hey, work on your marriage. Hey, work on your parenting. Hey, read your Bible. Those things, they just don't change. And and he'll continue to speak them to us, amen? So I felt the Lord say that he's calling us to move from information and revelation to transformation. From hearing the word to doing the word. That we stop just hearing revelation, we stop just hearing information, but we actually step into transformation where our lives begin to actually drastically change. Drastically changed. Somebody say drastic. How many of you know that Jesus isn't? He's all about drastic change. (laughs) He's all about uh, you. You were completely this way, and now you're completely this way. He's a one of my favorite. uh, uh, Well, they tried to insult me, but I took it as a compliment. Somebody told me one time, "You're, "You're a fanatic, and all you do is go to church and hang out with Christian people." Amen. You know what I mean, and it's because before I was in Christ, I was ashamed of what I would, what people would think of me if I started to live truly, sold out to the Lord. And I know the Lord is calling me, me deeper still, in my own immaturity, that He has more for me, that He has so much more that He's called me to burn for Him, that He's called me to disp- He hasn't called me to a, um, and it's not out of striving. He's just called me to more. Look at your neighbor and say, there's more. He's called you to have a burning passion in your heart for him. And it's not just because uh, you're emotional. Some of our men really need to hear this. If your relationship and your relationship with Jesus doesn't ever hit your emotions, you need to get a deeper understanding and revelation of what he's done for you on the cross and who he is. It's not just the women, (laughs) come on, just the women who were at the tomb. This is for us men to rise up as well. And let Jesus get a hold of our emotions, get a hold of our hearts and our affections. That he is a loving, kind Father. Amen. He's not just a judge, but he is a loving father. So we want to move from information to transformation. Look at your neighbor and say transform. <laughs> so what do we do? <laughs> how do we get out of this? How do we how do we step from what he said and actually begin to do it? It's kind of simple to be honest. How I many of you know the kingdom of God is pretty simple? It's just the application that we struggle with. Number one is that you simply just have to put God first. And I know we say this, and you're like, oh, I do. I would beg to differ that we don't. God is looking to drive the car, not just ride in the back seat of our lives. He's not looking to be added to our list of things to do. He's looking to be at the top of the list. And once you start to say, God, I'm gonna commit my life to you and surrender everything to you, every decision I make go through as you, it'll be a lot easier to apply and obey what he's asking. Because you're like, God, you're in charge of my life. I'm not asking you three things down the list. If I have time for this, when you speak, I listen and i obey. Amen. Come on. Proverbs 16:3. it says, commit to the Lord, whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Here's the promise that comes when you say, God, I'm all yours. I'll do whatever you ask. It says your plans will succeed. He will show you the right way in his ways we have to get our priorities in order, amen? So we step into this next year, gosh, how many times you've heard pastors talk about priorities? And it's still the same message, it hasn't changed. It's what's really important to us. What are we showing our our family is important to us? What are we showing our kids are important to us? What'll be showing the world is important to us. I love one of the things I've seen online, I said, church should be the reason why you miss everything else. (laughs) You know (laughs) know what I mean? Small groups, freedom. I'm like, oh man, that's, we've heard it every year. Man, I don't got time to go to small groups. Man, you, you, it's about priorities. It's not about having a small group where everybody eats pizza. It's about building real relationships and accountability with people where you can actually start to see your life grow and change about getting into freedom groups how many of you would be honest right now you were kind of like i didn't really want to do freedom but y'all kept talking about it be honest lift your hand up real high thank you for your thank you thank you thank you anyone else thank you so much lot of y'all are just holding back but how many of you raised your hand you're glad you did how many of you know our staff is not getting together to try to figure out hard things for you to do that don't help you Turns out we're actually trying to get together in the opposite, Jesus, what are you saying? What do people need, what do we need? How can we apply this? How can we see this come to pass? What's the best way to do this? And God's beginning to move and work, amen? So get our priorities in order. How many of you know it's not work and money and family first, it's him first? It's God first, it's Jesus first, it's his presence first. It's not, I mean, I've just been too busy this week. Come on. Come on, man. We we should, man, we're sure spawn time to scroll reels. (laughs) Uh, This is a black hole of reels. (laughs) Like, man, it's been an hour and 25 minutes, (laughs) but you couldn't do the devotional for seven minutes. The Bible app's making things too easy for us. It really is. Mm. And maybe that's a little bit of the problem. (laughs) is that we're trying to make everything just as comfortable and as fast and as quick as we can get it done, instead of realizing that he deserves all of our time, all of our devotion, all of our life. It's not about the quickest way. Look at your neighbor and say, slow down. You know, the Bible, on the busiest recorded day of Jesus's life in the Bible, on the busiest recorded day that we have in the scripture, it says, and early the next morning he went to be with the Father to pray. That's convicting. Jesus prioritized his intimacy with God. And so should we, amen? So let's get our priorities in line, not let's plan our whole year um, based on money and sports or whatever it is that you would like to do, or TV, or Netflix. If you would give a quarter of the time you gave to Netflix this year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, at least watch The Chosen, come on somebody. <laughs> hmm. Matthew six thirty-three, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God. I like the ESV better seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. He literally gives you a promise. He said, "Here's, here, look at this. Here's your life plan. You, wanna, you want your life to work out. What am I supposed to do with my life? Where am I supposed to go with my life? What am I supposed to do for a job? Seek first the kingdom of God and live the way he wants you to live. Period. Your main focus on the earth is to know God and to make him known to people around you. Whether you're a nurse, a contractor, a police officer, uh, you work at U.S. Bank, you're a business owner, whatever it is, you're not first a business owner, you're first an ambassador for his kingdom. And we gotta start to break this divide from the secular and the sacred. If you're there, it's sacred. It's not I have a secular job and Pastor Mike has a sacred job. The Bible says, do your work unto the Lord, amen? So you don't have a secular job, because you're there, and you, you represent a different kingdom. So when you go there, you represent a different thing, amen? So seek him first. Look at your neighbor, say, seek him first. Put him first. So can we just make a decision today that God's going to be on the the first of our list of things for this year? And sometimes that looks like not just your Bible study in the morning, it looks like putting time with your family as a priority for this next year. It looks like maybe taking a little less uh, jobs or a little less whatever that takes your time and making time for the kids, making time for your spouse. Amen? I've always just found it so silly when people they have such a hard time like paying money to like go to a marriage conference or take their wife out of town. It's like, man, it's a lot cheaper than divorce. (laughs) It is. If you invest in things, you'll see them grow. Amen. We have to be intentional about these things. You gotta be intentional about your marriage. You gotta be intentional about your parenting. You gotta be intentional about your finances. It's not just gonna magically get better because you started coming to church and listening to people preach. It's not gonna magically get better because you started even going to a counselor and not doing what they're saying. So many, some Man, I'm telling you, some of you are still looking for uh, different people to give you wisdom when the same wisdom that happened three years ago that somebody gave you, you still need to listen to. I'll move on. And some of you, I mean myself. God's still telling me the same thing he's been telling me about my marriage. Be gentle. Be gentle, Michael. It hasn't changed. There's not a new revelation. Yeah, glory to God. I'm going through this fast today. Are so lucky. Forty more minutes. Come on, somebody. Blake's hungry for the gospel. So, what should we do with our lives, church? We should seek Him first. It's this simple. What should I do? I'm like, hey, God, what do you want me to do? Oh, I want you to love me with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbors yourself. How I mean, you know that's probably that's enough for me to work on for a while. I'm still struggling with that. Right? Let's just start there. I want to love you, Lord, with all of myself and love people. You notice it says, and love your neighbor as yourself. Did you know that you're going to have a hard time loving people if you don't really love yourself and realize how much God loves you. If you're filled with shame and you think you're a piece of garbage, you're going to have a hard time loving others too. Hmm. That's why freedom is important. That's why Man, getting the revelation of who God is, is so, so important, amen? Um, another thing I had on here, I feel like the Lord wanted to say, I'm trying to make sure I, uh, I say it. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. I think I missed it. but At the Father's house, I know we've talked about a lot that God wants to introduce himself as a father. I think we're doing a really good job at the church of laying the foundation that God is a father. He's a loving, kind, amazing dad. But I feel like also that God, we need to do a better job of getting the understanding that he's Lord and that he's a king. And he's not just a dad that just loves us and we receive his love, and we receive his grace, and receive his mercy, but he's also Lord of lords and king of kings. That we gotta get both of these understandings, that he's not just dad, he's not just Abba, we love that, we're sons and daughters, amen? But Jesus, you're Lord of my life. And I feel like that's part of the the hardest part. If If you're not seeing a lot of transformation in your life, I can guarantee you the root of it is his lordship. Because you keep, Arguing with him what you're going to do and not going to do <laughs> You know what I mean He's got to be Lord The Bible doesn't say confess him as father The Bible says confess him as Lord and you will be saved He's got to be in charge. He's got to be the one that you look to for everything and say God I'm a servant of you You're my master now and you tell me what to do And when we get a hold of this this, this simple understanding that he's Lord of my life and I remember when I got saved, to me, that looked like something. It looked like getting some things out of my life. It looked like turning some things off. It looked like breaking out of some relationships that were unhealthy. It looked like getting out of some friendships that were unhealthy. It looked like changing the way I did everything. It looked like, God, you tell me what to do. And man, for me, that, that was a lot. It was my whole life. You know, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I was like, I I know you have heard me say this before, I'm like, what am I gonna do, hang out with my, this sounds really bad, with my family? (laughs) Just be sober, play games, eat food, What what do people do? But here's the beauty of it, when you know you're getting into a mature place, when you don't have to understand how it's gonna work, you just obey, you just obey. You stop, you stop leaning on your own understanding, well, that's not gonna work, how's that gonna work? I didn't understand how it would work. I just believed and obeyed. I had no clue how this Christianity thing was gonna work out for me at all. I had no idea. I just knew he was real and he could change me. I said, God, I don't know how I'm gonna enjoy you. I don't know how I'm gonna not uh, uh, um, do these things that please my flesh and still enjoy my life. I don't know how this is gonna make sense, how I'm gonna give up these things that are very real and pleasurable to me, and you're gonna satisfy me. I don't know, but I trust you. And then when I just said, God, I'm all in. You're Lord of my life. He shifted my desires, and he shifted things that I enjoy, and he started to break things and show me I wasn't created for sin, I was created for him. I was created for him to satisfy me completely and fully. And it's beautiful. I was created to live in a covenant marriage with one person and actually enjoy it better than the other options. God didn't ask you to get in covenant with your wife because it was a a bad plan. It was a second plan, it was a plan B. It's actually because it's better. And the more you work on it, the better it gets. (laughs) Some of y'all are thinking, it's not better, this sucks. (laughs) Well, it only sucks because you haven't listened and obeyed. I know I said sucks. You'll be okay. Shut up, Diamond. Y'all don't know what it's like to have your brother on the front row of your church, just <laughs> snirking at you and laughing at you the whole time. You know. <laughs> One of the last things I want to say here. This this really got a hold of me. Um, I believe God's asking us to number our days and live with eternity in mind. So Psalms 90, verse 12. Check this out. This is tough. This is this is pretty. Oh, Eye opening scripture here, Psalms 90, verse 12, if we have that, we could put it up, if not. Nope. The Bible says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And I'm not trying to be dramatic, but a couple weeks ago, actually, for like two months, so I got COVID again. And then just to put my put my my mess out there. And then I end up getting like a staph infection like three weeks ago. And I'm like, what the heck is happening with my life, Jesus? I'm like, was there sin in my life? And Maddie's like, yes. <laughs> but I honestly, just, just in all reality, um, I, was in, I ended up in the hospital, I had staph infection. I've never had staph infection. The only thing I know about staph, maybe what you know about staph, is it, it cannot be that big of a deal where you could die. And I'm like, oh, that's settling <laughs> in my heart. You could go away, or you could go to a and you could get in a really bad place. I'm like, oh, wonderful, awesome. And, I, and honestly, I, I've dealt with just unhealthy fears from trauma in my past of being sick and taking medication that I don't really like. I've had some horrible experiences with medication, if you could imagine, with drugs, and I just don't really care for it. But here I found myself with this unknown a couple weeks ago. I found myself in this place of like, man, what is happening? And then I, urgent care is like, hey, we can't see you again. You just need to go to the ER. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I get to the ER and it doesn't help on the TV in the ER. It literally just has this whole thing about septus. And right in front of me, and, I, and it's like all these things that can happen. And I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> How many of you know the enemy loves to, he's good at what he does as well, right? He's crafty and sneaky, and he wants to bring fear. And I was sitting there, and then I, I got into a, a hospital bed, and I was sitting there, and they were taking tests and blood work. And, and honestly, man, this might sound dramatic, but it, it was dramatic. And I started thinking, man, Lord, am I gonna die? Like, seriously? Like, I mean, am I about to die? I'm 34 years old. Is this really the end of my life right now? And I wasn't freaking out. I was just kinda of like, what in the world is happening? And I'm just gonna tell you, like, my life just flashed before my eyes. And I started thinking, and this verse became very, very real to me. And, and not to be ridiculous, but the reality is we are not promised tomorrow. Like we sincerely are not. Somebody at our church has called me the other day and said her husband passed away. Out of nowhere, just boom, passed away before we even got to the hospital this past week. I got a call last night from another guy that goes to our church. Out of nowhere, he said, I Is talking to my grandma, everything was going great, and now she's in the hospital, she's on a ventilator. She was just we were just having conversation. Boom. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. And I feel like we just we just live our lives like. We're just pl- making our plans of what we're gonna do on the earth instead of making our plans of what we're gonna do after the earth. And what we're gonna actually value, and what's valued in eternity. <laughs> and I start thinking, man, and it's not that I have a bad marriage by any means. We've done a ton of work on our marriage. Good night. Me and Maddie we're, have both been very broken people trying to find healing and wholeness and love each other well. And I found myself just like, man, there's so much more I could be for my spouse. There's so much more I could be for my kids. There's so much more I could do for the Lord. God, help me to number my days. Help me not to just live this life like this, I'll do it later. Did you notice that in the Bible when God came to Pharaoh and he said, let my people go. And there was one point, at one point in the Bible where Pharaoh's response was tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. I feel like God is saying, we have to shift from that thinking of I'll get to that later and start to step into this place of Lord, whatever you say, I want to listen and obey. I wanna do it now. If you're saying, be gentle with my spouse, I wanna work on it now. If you're saying, help me with my parenting, I wanna get help now. If you're saying, forgive some people, I want to do it now. And I believe the Lord is is asking us to go into this next year to be intentional and to have application and to be doers of what he's already said and to step into it with a full heart of expectation and obedience. And also, to leave whatever needs to be left in this year, in this year. Amen. Ephesians 5, 5, or excuse me, 15 and 16, it says be very careful then, look at this verse, if we look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Another translation says be very careful how you live. I feel like this is, this is not, it's not even what I feel like, this is what the Bible says, I feel like the Lord is wanting to say this to all of us today, that we need to be very careful how we live and how we, and it's not about legalism. It's not about, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. It's just simply about obedience and giving him what he's worthy of. God, I want to live carefully. I want to be careful how I walk every day. I want to be careful with my spouse. I want to be careful with my kids. I want to be careful with my speech. I want to be careful with my finances. God, I want to live my life carefully, God, to please you. And not because I'm gaining your love, simply because I just want to give you what you're worthy of, come on. I'm not doing it to get acceptance from him. I'm doing it because he's worthy of it. There's a big difference, because I think most of us our whole life is do better and do more so that you can get accepted. That's not the gospel. The gospels he paid it all. He paid it all. And from that place, when I get an understanding of what he's done for me, it makes me want to obey. It makes me want to give him glory. It makes me want to live a life unto him. It makes me want to be a living sacrifice. It makes me want to walk carefully. It makes me want to live carefully because I want to honor him. How I many of you want to honor him? Come on. I know you do. I believe every person in this room, if you're a born again, believer in your heart of hearts, you want to live a life that honors God. Amen. Amen. So twelve, eleven. my God. 15 minutes went past. That was a long time. Hmm. So what do we do? Where's the power come from? Philippians 2:13. This is a beautiful thing. Some of you are thinking, man, I know there's work for me to do. I know there's things I need to work on. Let me just bless you right now. Verse 13 in Philippians, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work. You know why it says will and work? Because will is desire and work is ability. Here's the beautiful thing. There's a grace from heaven on you to walk this out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Isn't that good news? How many of you know grace is not just there to cover up your sins so you can stay in it? It's there to empower you to come out of it. Amen? Well, there's just grace, brother. He'll just forgive me. That's, that's that's supposed to compel you, not just oh, it doesn't matter. I'm loved. I'm forgiven. What did Paul say? Should we just go on sinning, so that grace could abound? He says, no, certainly not. Those of us have been have died to sin. Why should we live in it any longer? Amen. It's beautiful. So here's the good news. God gives you the desire and the ability to walk out the things he's asking of you. By leaning on him, submitting yourself to him, giving it all to him, you commit your ways to him and then you receive that grace, right? The Bible says he gives grace to the humble. So when you're humble enough to say, okay, Lord, I hear you, I'm gonna obey you, he gives you grace to walk it out. It's awesome, it's such good news. We just get to yoke up with him and he walks with us, amen? So our worship team come. We're gonna end with just a little moment between us and Jesus. And I just want to switch gears for just a moment. But I felt the Lord just saying before we leave today, and maybe you won't be able to do it before you leave, that, that there's anybody that you need to forgive that has hurt you this past year or in general that you're still holding on to. I feel like the Lord doesn't have an opportunity. You can stand. There's an opportunity for us to leave. That in 2023, right now. If you need to apologize to someone that you've hurt, and maybe it hasn't just been this year, but you know deep in your heart, we're going to pray and God might reveal somebody to you that you might need to go and apologize. I'm like, I need to say sorry to this person. That you will just make things right before this year is over. Amen? That we will take whatever God has been saying to us and just make a declaration or a moment today, a decision in our hearts. We're saying, God, I'm not just gonna hear what you're saying, but I'm gonna obey you. I'm gonna do what you've asked of me. Maybe you've been walking in a sinful lifestyle and you've just been off the chain doing whatever. There's an opportunity for you to repent today and turn to Jesus, to turn to him, amen? So our prayer team, could you come? I, I want everybody to come. even our worship team you guys could just take a moment for a second. Just close our eyes. Just everybody. Sound team, everybody. I'm just gonna pray, Holy Spirit, will you just reveal if there's anything that we need to just make right before this year is over. Any conversations that need to be had any lifestyle, any sin that's hidden, God, nothing's hidden from you, Lord, that we just need to repent of this morning. Anybody we need to forgive and release from our hearts and not take in bitterness into 2024, God, I just pray that you would reveal that right now to each person in this room, just whatever you've been putting your finger on this year, anything they need to get rid of. And if you need to forgive somebody, you can just do that now to yourself. Lord, I've released them from my judgment. I forgive them. I give them to you, Jesus you need to leave this service today and make a phone call or go see someone and apologize, or maybe you just need to apologize to your family and your spouse and be humble and say, hey, I'm sorry that I haven't listened and obeyed what God's been asking me to do. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you right now for a supernatural grace that your word says that you give us the, the will and the work inside of us, God, to walk this out. that your yoke is easy and your burden is light, Jesus. Father, I thank you that you're calling all of us in this house, Lord, to a deeper level of obedience. Father, I thank you that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You're calling us for more breakthrough. So maybe you're here this morning as well before we close and you just have a relation, or excuse me, you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here and you're like, man, I, I, I still need to get saved. I need to be born again. I need to give my life to him. I need to surrender to him. I've never done that before. Or maybe I've ran away for a long time and that's you. You're like, listen, I need to be saved. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. If that's you, if you know God's pulling you this morning, you're like, I need salvation. Would you just lift your hand right where you are? We just want to make a moment. We don't want to have a moment where you don't have an opportunity. Anybody at all, I need Jesus. I need to be born again. I believe he died on the cross for me. I believe he rose to the grave. I see that hand. Anyone else? I need to be saved. Lift your hand. Keep it lifted. Come on, we're unashamed of the gospel in this house. Anybody else? Don't worry, I'll wait just a second. Well, today's your day. No reason to wait. Give it all to him. If you got your hand raised, would you just pray with me out loud? And God knows It's not about a certain prayer. It's not about certain words necessarily. It's about your heart. So would you just pray with me? Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I give you my life. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. And you rose from the grave. From this day forward, I'm a new creation. In Jesus' name amen 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 we got, we couldn't give it up for the the god that gave his life to the lord this morning hey and if you're if that was you please come down front our worship team or if you're with them make sure they get a new believers handbook take them to the welcome desk we'd love to connect with you I think we have water baptisms next week as well. If you need to be water baptized, you can sign up. Uh, Maybe if you're in this room and you still need to be water baptized, sign up today at the welcome desk. You guys are amazing. If you need prayer for healing, you need prayer for anything at all, our altars are open. Do me a favor. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, do you need prayer? Say, I'll go with you. Bless you guys. Have an awesome, awesome day. Yeah, come on. You can put your hands together for Jesus one time before you go.